Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jovial, caring, wacky, live and local. It's time for the Bart Winkler Morning Show. There is news of more sports coming back. The MLS, Major League Soccer, is coming back. I'm excited for that, even though I hate the league and I think it's a pyramid scheme. Uh, I'm at the point where I want live sports. I mean, I'm going to watch the NASCAR race tonight. I watched boxing last night. I've been watching UFC. What did I watch the other day? Oh, bowling. Bowling without fans was on Fox. Yeah, I watched that. I've been watching minor league NASCAR. I believe it's professionally called the Xfinity Series. And then they even have a truck series. I've been watching that. Last night I watched NBA 2K games. I won't watch. The, I don't like watching the old stuff. Even if it's like the Super Bowl. With the Packers winning. I almost prefer to watch anything live. Anything new. Anything different. And that's what live sports are to me. I, I don't even care if I root for them. I just I want something on my TV that's live. We will get the MLS back July 8th for those of you scoring at home. I'll have more details on that a little bit later. Also, uh, the NBA we know on the 31st of July. And then the NHL came out with their plan, but we still haven't heard anything about the NHL. So I don't know when they're coming back. I thought I heard mid-August, but we'll see. We know the NBA is coming back July 31st. Zora Stevenson covered the Bucks throughout the season. The season will resume. I don't know what it's going to look like from a media standpoint. It's been about uh, three months, three and a half months since we've had a Bucks game. How have you been uh, keeping busy, Zora? Thanks for being here. No, you, you had. It's like every night. The last time I think I talked to you, you're traveling, you're traveling, you go to Paris, and then, and then three, four months of nothing. Yeah, first off, nice to chat. It's, it's been a while. Uh, how have I been keeping busy? The Bucks have been keeping me real busy, honestly. Just doing a lot of internal stuff. We've been doing interviews, Instagram Live, some stuff on TV for Fox Sports Wisconsin. So I feel blessed in the fact that stuff was still moving. Obviously not the same at all, but uh, for sure still doing some work. But everybody's excited that basketball is officially back. Do you have any idea yet if you're going to be there? I think the TNT guys said they'll probably be broadcasting it in a studio. I mean, because you, you, you're with the Bucks, you cover the team. I wonder how the teams will be covered if there's no one there to cover them. Yeah, you know, I still have questions as well, so I wish I could answer that one for you. But I know the league and the teams are still working out all of the details. Well, hopefully you guys are down there. Hopefully that, you know, everybody's down there safely and and we can see the same good coverage that Fox Sports Wisconsin has been providing us. Uh, So we'll see the NBA at some point again, July 31st. I think as we're, one of the things that we're doing, Zora, on the show is we're just trying to remind people that the Bucks are 53 and 12 and how they got to that point. And we're going through the first week, you know, this week and, 
you know, they did kind of start bumpy. They were two and two at the start and they had these big leads and they were blowing them. And, and then we're going to get to the game where uh, the rim was crooked and there was like an hour of time that you had to kill. I wonder, you know, as you go through this season, because this is like your first experience around these guys, was there a point where you're like, okay, and maybe you haven't gotten there yet. I would assume you would, being as close as you are. Was there a point where you thought, I really understand this team. This, I, I know this team. I can tell you anything you need to know about this team. Was there a moment where you finally felt that? Ooh, that's a good one. I think there's moments all along where you just start to get more comfortable, different things happen, and you're like, okay, I'm in a groove. And then another thing will happen, and you feel even more confident. I would say for me, around Christmas, I felt like I could pretty much rattle off whatever you needed. And then after that trip to Paris is when I really felt like, okay, I completely understand. Because it's one thing to know, like, numbers and things that anybody who's watching could know or Google. And it's another thing to really know everything that's happening with the team. Those are two separate things, right? And so I really felt like I was in a groove right after that trip to Paris and what a trip that was. I mean, sometimes I just think back to everything that's happened in this first season, and it's a lot, and we didn't even get to finish it. So, um, yeah, it's been an amazing ride so far. Yeah, this is yeah, it's all happening still in one season, and we're we're still a, a month plus away from it coming back again. Uh, I think one of the things that you know, as a fan, I really love about this team is that they do seem to be a team. Sure, they have a superstar in Giannis, and they've got another All Star in Middleton, and some very good players. In Lopez and Brogdon, or the, he left. Bledsoe, I mean, uh, DiVincenzo. Yeah. They, they've got these guys that are good, but I think 1 through 15, this is a team. And I think, Zora, you saw that you were out there Saturday, uh, Sunday with them, uh, and I saw you talk to Sterling Brown a little bit. For them to not only show up on Saturday, you know, the Bucks putting something together I thought was cool on Sunday, but those guys that went out on Saturday and had supplies and water and stuff, I think it means a lot to the community that the team, especially Giannis, is there to support this cause. Tell me about that experience for you Sunday and and what this has all been like and what it's meant to you. For sure. I mean, singular words come to mind. When I think of what I'm seeing just in Milwaukee, but we can talk specifically about Sunday, the fact that an NBA organization came together to put on a protest and they walked down the streets of Milwaukee, screaming Black Lives Matter. I mean, that's powerful, right? Um, And it's beautiful at the same time. To me, it's what unity looks like. It felt like unity. And it made a statement. And whether you were there because you believe in the cause or whether you were there because you just missed the bucks, you were there, though, right? And you were hearing and seeing everything that was happening. So I just felt like Sunday was amazing. And honestly, to me, the entire weekend, I mean, this is the first time the, in terms of coronavirus happening, that I've really gotten to experience Milwaukee. I'm so in and out because of all the travel. And these past few months, I've really, really been amazed at just this community. I mean, first coming together with the virus, and then second with everything that's happening. And I'm a journalist by trade, so I'm not used to being able to walk in protest or speak my mind. And to work for a team that encourages that is just amazing. And I think for me, during this time period, I kind of put journalist Zora second and realized that I have the right to be a person as well. And so that's been liberating in a sense. But yeah, Sunday was awesome. I think what's been neat about this from being a resident of Milwaukee, you know, I, I grew up in Wisconsin. I've lived now in Milwaukee for seven years and it's often referred to, and it is because it is, it's one of the most, if not the most segregated cities in America, you can name an intersection and I can tell you what nationality, you know, even if if it's, if if it's white nationalities, if it's, you know, like Poland or whatever, I can, you name an intersection. I could tell you, I could tell you who lives there. And I don't think that a lot of people want it to be that way. And you're seeing people that don't want it to be that way. And I've always thought that Milwaukee is a chance to, come back and, and be, I see uh, Frank Nitty, who's uh, organizing a lot of these, a new Milwaukee. I think it has the chance to be that. And outside of these rallies, where I'm seeing a lot of different people from all over the city, I've always thought that the Bucks were the, the best entertainment option, the best thing that this community had 
that does pull people together. It would have been last year, so before you got here, but the Celtics series out at the Deer District, I just you everybody was there. Everybody from every part of the town was there. And I think the Bucks do realize their role and how they can unsegregate this community, I think. I, I completely agree, and I wasn't there last year, but I've heard about it, and I've seen video and pictures of it, and you explained it exactly right. And I think the Bucks would say the same thing. I mean, they realize, obviously, that they are entertainment, and it's basketball, but they have said multiple times that it's bigger than basketball. And they've done that in the community, and they've had different events, having conversations before it's quote-unquote trending or before – something so awful happens that it forces you to talk about it. They have these conversations all year long. And so that's something that I'm really um, proud to say, that I witness it firsthand. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when I first moved here, some of the first things that people told me is that this is the most segregated city in America. And you understand it as you start to learn the neighborhoods and things like that. But I will say this past weekend, just out both days, it was people from all walks of life together, peacefully from my vantage point. And it was a lot of love and a lot of positivity. And I know it made my spirit feel good. Yeah, I, it's been it's been great to see, you know, positive stuff come out of everything that's happened and obviously wanting that to continue. Uh, it's also been, as you just mentioned, a time where there's been no sports. You're getting to at least see and enjoy Milwaukee a little bit. Sports are starting to come back july 31st uh from a basketball standpoint this is going to be interesting there's going to be uh no crowds from what i understand maybe that changes at some point but i I don't think you can put them into this bubble at this point how do you think that aspect of these games will go where there's nobody in the stands my idea zora has been all the other teams should be able to show up to any game like it's a state basketball tournament that i would love to see so like the bucks can go and heckle the sixers or something (laughs) Now, that would be interesting. From the guys' standpoint, you know, they're seeing it when this was all first talked about. I mean, you have to remember before the season went on hiatus, there was talks that maybe moving forward there wasn't going to be fans. So the players were starting to think about this, and they imagined it almost like practice where you've got coaches and staff around and the players who aren't directly playing on the court or cheering. And so there's a certain amount of energy that's still in practice, even though fans aren't there so they were kind of imagining like this but for a lot of these guys it'll be the first time they play a game that matters without fans so they really don't know what to expect and so it's hard to imagine it we're just gonna kind of have to wait and see and then add on this campus-like environment that's a whole different aspect I mean at the end of the day they're not going home they're going to a hotel Um, and yes on the road you go to a hotel but you have the freedom to do other things and here everybody would be in this confined campus. So there's a lot of unknowns and we're just going to have to see how it all unravels. Do you think there's a way to, cause the bucks, they earned home court advantage. They are the number one seed in the East at this point, even with playing with eight games, they, I, they're going to be the number one seed. They're six and a half up on Toronto. Is there a way to, cause I feel like all these proposals were, well, how do we, how do we please the eight, nine, 10 seeds? Well, how do you, how do you give the bucks their, credit their respect for being the number one seed is there anything you can do i saw some proposals like give a guy an extra foul i think tinkering with the game is dumb uh the home courts may travel i don't know what that does but maybe you play basketball maybe it does something is there anything you think they can do or they're just going to have to play like everybody else in that environment well it's all valid points and it's going to be so hard to make the rest of this season fair I mean, if everybody is trying to level the playing field, somebody's going to get left out. I mean, this entire situation is not fair. And so I think people need to come at it with that perspective in mind that somebody's going to kind of get shorted. Coach Bud the other day said, I'm just excited we're playing basketball. And he's like, I completely understand, yes, you know, we have the number one seed, and yes, we had home court advantage, and now technically we're not going to have it because everybody's in the same place, but at least we're playing basketball. So that's the mindset that they have. And, yeah, the NBA is coming up with a lot of different options, and I'm curious to see exactly what's set in stone later on, but uh, it's going to be hard. Somebody's going to get left out. Well, we're interested just to watch it again and to watch the Bucks again and, again, to see them out in the community and 
being part of the community, I think is very awesome to see and glad that you get a seat towards that as well. Zora Stevenson, always loved chatting with you and we'll be sure to do it again soon. Have a good one. Zora Stevenson on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Great Midwest Bank has your passion outgrown your home. A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. The first time that uh, I think Zora turned a lot of heads for people when they realized, oh, this, she's great at this, was the day that the Bucks played in Minnesota and the rim wasn't working. It was crooked. The Bucks were shooting on a rim that was crooked. So they had to, like, stall on Fox Sports Wisconsin for an hour because they didn't know how long it would take. It's not like a rain delay where you can just air this week in baseball from 1987. They didn't know what to do. Or, like, John Gillespie fishing hour or whoever Horvath's uncle is. And she carried it. It was, it was great. And she's been, I think, a, a really good uh, part of their coverage all season long. So always do love to chat with Zora Stevenson on Twitter, at Zora Stevenson, and again on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. But that game, we'll get to that game a little more tomorrow because we're trying to bring you back up to speed. All week long around this time, about 7.20 and 9.20, we are revisiting how the Bucks got to this point. They're 53-12. and 12. How did they get to this point? They start off 1-1, one and one, so they lose to the Heat after beating the Rockets, and then the Bucks lose and win again. They run into some speed bumps, and one very, very troubling issue started with this team and started early. Here's today's Bucks recap. Giannis, how about that? What an unbelievable play. The countdown to the Bucks' return back to the championship. Bucks started the season with a couple of tough games, but then had some lesser competition finally when they took on the Cavaliers and got the 129-112 victory. Cavs made it interesting, clawing back to about five points down, but Chris Middleton able to put the dagger on this one, leading all scores with 21 points. Giannis goes right to Middleton. Seat of his pants. Hits the three. Good night for Giannis. 14 points, 10 boards. George Hill against his old team. 19 off the bench. And the Bucks improved to 2-1. But the big game was coming up against the Boston Celtics. Bucks took down the Celtics a season ago. Now they had to go out to Boston to take them down. Billy and Brown Deer firing up the troops in the morning. They got to beat them on the playoffs. They got to beat them in 2K. They got to beat them to everything. <laughs> beat them everything. You got to be mean. The Bucks got to become the bad boys. We got black jerseys on. Everybody seven feet tall. Don't yeah. hurt somebody, man. When we come to town, we got to smash, man. And that's how we got to play. Nobody wins. Nobody wins with us, period. No Jalen Brown for the season this one. It didn't matter. Celtics got hot, led by Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum. They were down 19. The Bucks blew another big lead, and just as it did against the Heat, it cost them in this game as well. And a chance to tie or take the lead on a three. Tatum for the lead. The second half, uh, just offensively, we couldn't stop them. Uh, we need to be so much better on that end of the court. And... Uh, you know, I think we'll look at the film and see how we can get better defensively. Uh, that's mostly what's the concern. I think 64 points or something like that. Uh, second half is just um, discouraging, concerning. So the Bucks two and two after that game against the Celtics, and that, those are the games that I realized I need to stay off of Twitter because Bucks fans at that point were very—I wouldn't say they were down on the team. It's not like we just lost to the Phoenix Suns when the whole you know world ended two years ago, but team with title aspirations starting two and two in their first four games and blowing big leads was a problem. They blew a big lead against the Heat and lost. They blew a big lead against the Celtics and lost. And that highlight you played um, with Jason Tatum hitting that shot, I watched the video of that again. And I remember it because there were um, – he hits the shot, they take the lead. It was like 77-76 in the third. And they showed these two Boston Celtics fans, like, hug each other in the first row as if they had just won every title ever in the history of the NBA retroactively and for years to come. And I thought, well, this is the fourth game of the season. Why, why are we doing this? And I, I remember uh, how much I hated those guys. 
So that was good to see. But the Bucks will continue to catch you back up, and by the time July 31st hits, we'll be ready for new basketball if we aren't already. I did get a text. I do not have this number saved in my phone. It's from a listener. Explain why MLS is a pyramid scheme when you talk about soccer coming back. MLS is coming back July 8th. There's going to be a tournament. Uh, it's going to be interesting. i got to read more of the details, but from what I do know, because MLS, they had about two or three games of the regular season, and then this hit. And so they're returning, but they're returning with a tournament. And they're going to play at Disney, too. And I wonder, well, why wouldn't you just return? Why, why are you doing a tournament? Well, some of the tournament games are going to count for the regular season standings. That's another one of my ideas that I said for the NBA, that the playoffs this year should count for the regular season next year, and then you can have those other eight teams that were forgotten play at the same time. I'm just throwing out ideas. I had an idea that you should be able to be in the crowd from home on empty games. ESPN did it last night with boxing. So if I may just pat my back on the uh, my, uh, pat myself on the back rather for four hours. That's what I'm going to do today. Oh, what's new? And no offense, but with Horvat not here to rein me in, I can be more aggressive because he tries to keep me in check. Sam, you've been otherwise polite today. Uh, I'm just trying to keep the boat afloat. <laughs> Don't do too much. That. Don't do too little. Uh, MLS, <laughs> MLS is a uh, you're so you're like the Herb Cole of the fan. I uh, I guess MLS is a pyramid scheme because they don't make any money except for on expansion fees. They don't make any money from fans. They don't make any. They, their TV contract is bad. They don't get like any money from that. So the only the only way the league can make money is by selling an expansion fee. And $500, $500 million, FC Cincinnati, you're in. At some point, that money's going to run dry. I think the MLS has so much potential. I would like to see promotion relegation like in other leagues, but that's where I'm at with the MLS. So my, my question coming into all this is when sports do return, if it's not your sport, will you be more interested in it? Will you give it a chance? So July 8th, the MLS is going to be back. There's going to be games in the morning and at night. Sam Schmitz, not a soccer fan. Will well, you give it a dab? Whoa, 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 whoa. I enjoy soccer. Okay. Because, hey, in college we played FIFA for about three years. One of my roommates is a big soccer guy, so I had to play it. And I got really familiar, actually, with it. So I appreciate it. I just don't have, like, a team to root for. I'm more of a Premier League guy. Ooh, who's your Premier League team? Um, well, it's been a while. I would probably say... How many Premier League teams can you name in 30 seconds? Pretty well. um, (laughs) FC Barcelona. Ah, they're in Spain. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Let's not even try that. (laughs) Mine is uh, West Ham. Okay. You want to talk about not being too good or not being too bad. West Ham, I met an English dude when I went to Vegas, and I said, dude, I need a team. Yeah. And he goes, well, you can root for West Ham. They're my team. I go, okay, I'm in. He goes, well... They're, like, never good. They're never, like, truly bad, but they're never good. I go, oh, that's fine. That's, I'm used to that. I, I, I live in Wisconsin. That's what all of our sports teams are like. Has there been something, Sam, that you've been watching that maybe you didn't think you would with what is trickling back? I know today, it might be next week, but there's a fishing tournament going on ESPN, too. <laughs> hey, as much as I love my time on the Cutting Edge Outdoors show, um, I will unfortunately not be paying attention to that. But... Um, I will say this. I, I was watching UFC before all this happened, but I only knew the main headline fighters and all that. But this past week, I actually watched the full card, and, man, I pretty much found like a couple guys to root for that I had no idea who they were. Like Guys like Sean O'Malley, you probably saw his knockout all throughout Twitter last weekend. He's, got, he's the guy with the crazy cornrows and all that. One of the cleanest knockouts I've ever seen, and he just walks off like he's been there 18 times before. So UFC is kind of something that I've definitely partaken more in because I used to do high school wrestling and there's stuff that I can still, you know, watch in there and say, ooh, they're doing this. I don't know about that. And it's just very entertaining, which I'm surprised because, you know, watching guys I have no idea of, I'm still entertained. So you wrestled in high school? Yep, I did uh, wrestling and football. Through your senior year? Yeah, a little bit of track too, my junior and senior year. Because you're like a tall, skinny dude. Yeah, but our team was so small that we never had enough people um, to 
like fill out all of our weight classes. So my entire years on varsity wrestling, I always wrestled a weight class above me. So I was always wrestling guys that were heavier than me. What class were you in? My true weight class was 162, but I wrestled guys at 170. So did you get pounded? Yeah, my, well, my record wasn't as good as it should have been. Um, but I did wrestle my true weight class once I got to sort of like the playoffs of wrestling. And I was very close to making it to sectionals. I think I was like two matches away. So it was, it was nice to actually like wrestle my true weight class at the very end of my career. Did you know that I wrestled? I did not. Well, I wrestled uh, every. My dad used to be the wrestling coach at the junior high school I went to. So before. Right. He got into soccer. He was a big wrestling coach, uh-huh. and he helped out at the high school too. And so every Saturday morning, we had the Mighty Mites program, and I would go into uh, the gym there, and I'd wrestle other kids my age. And I did okay. I wasn't, like, great, but I won some matches. I think I have every participation trophy that was ever uh, created or ribbon. I actually might have thrown those away. But so, I like, every Saturday, I'm doing a wrestling tournament. I get to seventh grade where my dad at the junior high is the wrestling coach. Hmm. So he's the coach. And the middle school at the time was seven, eight, nine. And so he had me wrestle like an eighth grader, I think. And the eighth grader just destroyed me. And I was in like so much physical pain. Yeah. My dad was the coach and I quit. <laughs> I quit on my dad. Oh man. I couldn't do it. It was hard. Did you ever have to cut weight? I mean, seventh grade? No. Okay. That was, I didn't get to that point. It could have been way worse. So be thankful. Then one of my best friends growing up was a wrestler, a very very good one. So even in uh, high school, him and I would like roughhouse, mm-hmm. as boys do. I got ringworm from him. Did you ever get that? I did for a little bit, yeah. Oh, it's just brutal. For, just for a week. Well, everybody looks at you like you're an alien. And, oh, yeah, you, you got know, a big circle on your that's, neck. That was social distancing before social distancing was a thing. <laughs> and believe it, it or not, too, terrible. crazy thing. I had uh, I only had concussions in wrestling. I, I never got concussions in football. I had two concussions in wrestling. Like getting thrown down on the mat? Yeah, because uh, the first one, the guy had my arm pinned against me. And he just threw all of his body weight and threw me on the mat head first, and he got you know he got booted in the match because it was technically illegal, but that was the first time. And then the second time was actually like a couple weeks later, back in practice. Uh, damn near same thing happened to me, but I just couldn't brace myself in time. I had one in soccer. I was a goalie, and I hit the my head on the post. <laughs> Ouch! But con- concussions. Remember when concussions were cool? Uh, I don't really know about that. We would always—they were, dude. Con- yeah. I got a concussion. Oh, that's awesome. What do you remember? Nothing. Wow, that's so neat. We were not allowed to say concussion on our football team. We really? always say, "Dude had a dude had a c word." Really? Yeah. Wow, that's something. And it, yeah, it's kind of weird. Are you into NASCAR at all? You're not going to watch <laughs> the race tonight? <laughs> no, I think. My trivia time already proved that I am not knowledgeable. I would always be – so when I was a kid, my dad and I would always be watching uh, football or NASCAR, and I would always just be ask my dad, I'm like, can I please like change the channel back to football? I can't watch this. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't be watching NASCAR over maybe no, anything I, else. I get, I get it, but when you got nothing going on, I still can't get into it, though. I'm more of like a Formula One guy, I guess, if I had to get into racing. I just Formula find one. Yeah, it's like European and all that. They're it's not, you know, a typical oval track. It's more low. More so like Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a little more complicated. So like maybe Road America kind of stuff. Yeah, and kinda of like they have like indie cars sort of, a lot more high tech. Yeah, that would be cool. That's kind of it's entertaining for sure. Uh wanna remind you about Firefest coming up at Road America. There will be about twenty thousand people on hand to check out the fireworks in Road America, uh thanks to our friends at Van Horn. Uh, so that's going to be neat. I want to remind you about that at Road America. Uh, oh, I got to get you into FanDuel, dude, because you can do like eh, these contests. I'm not into daily fantasy. I love mm. like season fantasy. You know, like free contest. Uh, they do NBA Sims. All right, I'll try it. Top Chef. Top Wrestling's chef. on there. Yeah, you can do a Top Chef one. Oh, that's <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> MTV Challenge tonight. I think I have uh, Johnny Bananas as my MVP. Oh, man. Okay, I've been missing out. So you can just bet <laughs> on anything nowadays. Yeah, it's free and you get bonus. Uh, 
Even like there's horse racing on there. There's a horse race today. Right. Because I always tell Horvat, I, I love like listening to your guys' like takes on pets and all that. But I tell them, first I have to have the money to actually do it. Yeah, well, you can you can win some FanDuel bucks. Yeah, there you go. I might try it out. All right, I tweeted the other day my uh, referral called Nobody Bit on it. Oh. So you can go find that. Around. I'll do it, Bart. Yeah, that. Thank you. Uh, I'll send that to you. Golf, too, tomorrow. Uh, the Charles Schwab Open starts tomorrow, tomorrow morning. So we'll have updates on that throughout the day. Okay, you say you have no money. I, I can give you five bucks coming up here. We normally do the cameo challenge for a dollar. Just, just a, something to put stakes on the line. Five bucks today. Two of our esteemed part-timers, Sam Schmitz, Evan Heffelfinger. Cameo challenge. It's next. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in upstate New York. CBS News has learned there was a connection between the man whose death has ignited nationwide protests and the ex-police officer who knelt on his neck as he lay dying. Correspondent Jeff Pegay spoke with David Pinney, who worked with both and claims they clashed when they were security guards at a Minneapolis nightclub. Pinney also tells me that the manager of the club would hand out paychecks to the security staff on the inside, people like George Floyd. And it was then their job to then pay the outside staff, people like Derek Chauvin. And in one occasion, according to David Pinney, and another person, Chauvin took issue with how much he was being paid and blamed George Floyd, who had handed him the check. Lawmakers in Washington will hold a hearing next hour on racial profiling and police brutality. Correspondent Nancy Cordes is on Capitol Hill. George Floyd's brother is scheduled to testify in person, along with several civil rights leaders and current and former law enforcement officials. The hearing will give us one of our first opportunities to see how congressional Republicans feel about the sweeping policing reform legislation that House Democrats introduced on Monday and hope to pass within the next two weeks. I'm Stephen Portnoy in Washington. The president's chief of staff says Mr. Trump wants action on police reform sooner rather than later. Mark Meadows and other aides huddled yesterday with South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. The Senate's only black Republican has taken the lead for his party in crafting a police reform bill. A draft of it is in many ways similar to what Democrats have proposed. But it doesn't make tweaks to the immunity officers now have from lawsuits, nor would it ban chokeholds or no-knock warrants. Dr. Deborah Burks from the president's White House task force has told Governor she's worried the protests are spreading COVID-19. There appear to be grounds for concern. CBS's Peter King. The new case numbers are up in more than a dozen states in Puerto Rico, with hospitalizations up in at least nine states since Memorial Day. The Washington Post reports at least 14 states in Puerto Rico have hit their highest seven-day averages since the pandemic began. Health officials say part of this is due to increased testing, but they also say fewer people appear to be social distancing as restrictions loosen. The Mall of America reopens in Minnesota this morning with social distancing guidelines posted and hand sanitizing stations in place. A classic movie's been dropped over the way it depicts slavery. God is my witness. I'll never be hungry again. HBO Max bowing to pressure to remove 1939's Gone with the Wind from its new streaming platform. S&P Futures up 11. This is CBS News. Mark Winkler from the Brian Stratton College Athletic Studios. It is time for the Cameo Challenge, the... Cameo Challenge pits two of our esteemed staff members against each other. No Ryan Horvat this time. He will be back tomorrow. Evan Heffelfinger, he always plays of the Bill Michaels show. Easy E, good to talk to you. Yeah, it's interesting to be back to work. You were gone? Yeah, I took a couple of days off. Some load management, basically. Oh, yeah. to do what? Uh, Nothing. Nice. Absolutely nothing. Were you off from uh, HD as well? I was. It was Ooh. pretty cool. Yesterday I cooked some chicken wings, mm. and that's about all I did for four days. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sam Schmitz, who's yeah. been with us this morning, he will be here too. Now, normally we do play for a dollar. Again, Cameo is the website where you can have celebrities send you a video message for a fee. For instance, the guys got together on my birthday and had Jeff Janis record one, and that only cost $20. But if you want a guy like 
Chuck Norris to do it, it's going to be a couple hundy. Some people even charge into the $1,000 territory. I believe Mr. Wonderful of Shark Tank is $999. Oh, so we will have uh, two people matched up, and you will tell me who you think costs more. And I was putting these together last night, and we'll start off pretty civil, but I, I went deep, deep into Cameo, and I thought, this is going to be a good one. We need to up the stakes. So we will up the stakes $5 to the winner, which I believe uh, is close to both of your hourly wages. Yeah, very close. What will you do with this $5? Invest. I, retire. I already, I already told you. I'm putting it towards my next apartment. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to put it towards the down payment. Yeah. Uh, Evan, what would you do? More chicken wings? I'm going to retire. Are you, oh, are you yeah. kidding me? That's true. Wait, no more doubling, Sam and Dan? Doubling my money? We'll, we'll talk about it, Sam. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I, that's money that I can't pass up. I mean, I, I don't blame you. All right, five bucks on the line, the Cameo Challenge. Uh, Sam, you're... The newbie here. So, would you like to go Whoa. first or second? I'm one and zero in here. Come I'll on, eat, man. that's true. But Evans, the more I'll go, I'll go first. So you'll go first. So yeah. each of you will get six questions. All right. And then, if you are tied after the total twelve questions, we will go to the tiebreaker round, where you have to get closest to how much a certain person costs. So, in the meantime, these questions are pulled at random, and I will start with you, Sam. Sam, who costs more on Cameo? Would it be former Badger running back James White, who should have won a Super Bowl MVP a few years he ago? He did, but in my mind. Absolutely. Corey Clement, too. Or former Badger running back Jonathan Taylor, who costs more on Cameo? So James White has the Super Bowls, but I feel like Jonathan Taylor has more popularity amongst him right now. I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor does have that topper's money coming in now, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. You are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. Jonathan Taylor cost $125. All right. I think James White is exploiting Boston fans. 200 bucks. Yeah. If I you want s- a message from James He's White. He's all they have left of that Super Bowl team, Bart. Yeah. Don't forget Edelman. People do forget. Hashtag people forget. <laughs> is Edelman going to suck now? I Do you draft him in fantasy this year? I wouldn't. Mm. I would, but I would keep him on my bench because they only got Nikhil Harry really with him, so he could be a good PPR, like PPR guy because they got nobody else. Do they still have Philip Dorsett? No, he went to Seattle. He did? Yep. Maybe this is finally the year Matthew Slater gets some receptions there. Who? Yeah, uh, he's the. <laughs> he always makes the Pro Bowl as a special oh, teamer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably have seen him a bunch. Yeah. You overestimate how much I pay attention to (laughs) Patriots. All right. Evan Heffelfinger, who costs more on Cameo? Is it Jose Canseco? Oh, my boy. (laughs) Or Roger Clemens? Oh, that is a fantastic question. I do appreciate how excited Evan gets when it's a good comparison. It, it, that is a really, really good comparison. I, did, I, I spent probably an hour and a half doing this. Like The only other name that I would compare to those two is Kurt Schilling. Yeah. Do you know how hard this segment is for me to produce? Oh, I'm sure it's very tough. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Jose Canseco is one of the best uh, follows on Twitter. Just yeah, from he's going to run for president. He's going to run for president. He's going to fight Alex Rodriguez for J-Lo. I'd probably vote for him. I mean, who knows at this point? I'm going to go Jose Canseco because I'm sure he's going to charge something astronomical like $700. Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? I Yeah. <laughs> he only cost 100 bucks. What? That's a bargain. Roger Clemens cost 250 You are wrong. <clears throat> you are right. Not a great start for both of us. No. No. All right. Cameo challenge. Celebrities matched up against each other how much they charge for a video message. There is a WWE wrestler who was recently fired. His name is Luke Gallows. You can get Luke Gallows for like 30 bucks, but he's going to charge you a lot more if he does his new character, Sex Ferguson. Okay. Who costs more, Sam? Sex Ferguson or the entire Houston Texans cheerleading team? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, if you have a name like Sex Ferguson, you got to back it up with big time money, despite 
the Houston cheerleaders. I got to go with Sex Ferguson. Sex Ferguson costs 95 bucks. The cheerleaders as a whole, 100 You are wrong. Dang. <laughs> That's a bargain for the cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah, you get, you get uh, at least five of them. So they make nice less little, money than uh, we do. Do they? Yeah, cheerleaders get screwed. They don't make like any money. They make like minimum wage, if that. Yeah, people forget the Packers have cheerleaders. Do we really? Yeah, I don't think do. they make any money. Yeah, they're just like kind of the like the Saint Norbert ones. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they even pay them. I don't, I, I wouldn't assume so. People forget that uh, waiters and like bar staff only making you know Sam. They only make like two thirty five. Yeah, it's all. When tips. I was a waiter, I made two thirty five an hour. Yeah. Because they factor in tips, which so now you're making the customers pay for your employees. There's a lot that probably needs to be changed in this country. That's a topic for a Winks Thinks podcast. <laughs> what is that? Uh, it's on the freeradio.com app, hosted by uh, Bart Winks Thinks podcast is dead. I now just do that on my show instead. Oh, fair. Like Tim today, I probably could have been Winks, Winks Thinks podcast. My chat with Ode Osborne probably could have been a Winks Thinks podcast, but it is the show that. Gets the attention now. Okay. Evan, Nutsy the Flying Squirrel. Okay. He is the mascot for the Richmond Flying Squirrels. That's my friend's nickname for me, but okay. <laughs> Shut up. Nutsy? Nutsy the Flying Squirrel, yeah. <laughs> uh, or Johnny Romano. He is the dude that dresses up like a leprechaun at Notre Dame football games. Oh, those Who col- costs more? Those the college- Notre Dame Leprechaun or Nutsy the Flying Squirrel. So I'm assuming the cameo video would literally just be like a squirrel with like some subtitles over it. Yeah, and he probably like waves his fat mascot face. Whoa. Or I mean, and col- I mean, basically you're going minor league baseball with college football. And people are going to pay more for college football. I mean, they can't even pay for minor league players, let alone the mascots. I'm going to go uh, whoever the leprechaun was for Notre Dame. Nutsy costs $25. That's a pretty good bargain. Johnny Romano is only charging 15 Incorrect. You guys are over 4 What we're, is going on? We're cracking under their pressure. It's all that wow. money. Wow. Yeah, $5 on the line today <laughs> in the Cameo Challenge. All right, Sam, I know you're a big Rugrats fan on Nickelodeon, yeah? Sure, I am. I watch. Main... I can't even name like any of the characters. You know Rugrats, though, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so the main baby is Tommy Pickles, right? Who costs more? E.G. Daly, who is the woman who voiced Tommy Pickles, or Ernie Sabella, who is the man who voiced Pumbaa from The Lion King. Wow, <laughs> mm, my. So I've been going with my gut on all these, so I'm going to go with my opposite of my gut right now. I'm going to go yeah. with the voice of the Rugrats character. If you want a note from Pumbaa, a little Hakuna Matata, that's going to cost you $60. Tommy Pickles, we'll talk to you for 85 Sam, you are yes. correct. We're on the board. Wow. Is Angelica right. Pickles on uh, Cameo? She is not. She sucked. Who are the other ones? Phil and Lil and then Charlie? Chuck Chaz. Angelica Chucky. is the only one I know. Of all the Rugrats, and then I think Angelica? Yep. Wasn't the dad Stu? Stu and uh, Lois? Lou? Lou. <laughs> all right. Remember the episode where he was like up depressed cooking chocolate pudding at four in the morning in his kitchen? <laughs> Why is that the first one that comes to your mind? <laughs> yeah. No comment. <laughs> Come on, Nutsy. Figure it out. <laughs> All right. Cameo challenge. Sam's up one nothing. Evan, your turn to tie. Who costs more? Your boy Drake Bell from Josh and Drake? That is my boy. Or Blake Michael, who played Tyler in Disney's Dog with a Blog. I remember that show. <laughs> wow. My my sister used to watch that show. <laughs> wow. So who costs more? The main kid in Dog with a Blog. Or Drake from Josh and Drake. What was that? Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh. Please. Oh, and thank sorry. You. Get it right, dude. See, Josh has gone on to have a very famous YouTube and Vine career, so he doesn't need the money. But Drake, he had like a failed music career. So I'm going to go with Drake. He probably needs the money. 
Drake costs 99 bucks. The kid who played Tyler in Dog with a Blog costs 250 Come on! <laughs> You're wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sam, who costs more on Cameo? Olivia Harlan Decker. Mm -hmm. Friend of the show. Or her husband, Sam Decker. Once again, my gut tells me Sam, but I have to go opposite, so I'm going to go with Olivia on this one. The Deckers, pretty good bargain. You can get both of them for under 50 bucks. Sam does cost a few dollars more. However. Oh, man. He's 25, <clears throat> Olivia's 20. I okay. could make a comment here, but I'm not going to. No, please do. I was just no. assuming that no. Harlan money would, you know, boost her her price a little more. Wow. Evan, your comment? No, it's, you know, it's gone. Oh, man. Come on, dude. Come on, squirrel. <laughs> Nutsy. <laughs> ah, Nutsy. Oh. <laughs> I was going to do that before, but I wasn't sure if I should. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who costs more? Speaking of old friends, CheeseheadTV.com's Aaron Nagler. He has a cameo? Or midday host on our sister station, 670 The Score, Dan Bernstein. People forget that's our sister station. Yeah, people they're out of Chicago. Yeah. Um Aaron Nagler or Dan Bernstein. Bernstein's been around for a long time. Yeah, Bernstein's an institution in Chicago radio. Aaron Nagler is basically the kid from Dog with a Blog. <laughs> how, how does that work? Oh, cuz he has a blog. The you know, fair. Fair. Um I'm going to go Aaron Nagler. No, he only costs ten bucks. I was gonna go Dan Burns. Bernstein costs twenty. <laughs> what is going on today? You know, we've had two people on the show today. Scalabrini costs ninety nine bucks, and Zora, who we just talked to, you can get one for her for just ten too. So if you like Zora's interview today, Zora Stevenson, go to Cameo and she'll send you a note for ten bucks. I think that's cool. And if you want to get a Scalabrini one for me for my birthday. Evan will, Nutsy will do him for free. I'm gonna make Evan a, will do him for free, but as Nutsy, he'll charge you. You think I'm joking? I will make a cameo when I get home today. Like a real page? Yeah. I think they have to, like, you have to be, like, a certain level of somebody. What are you implying? You have to have enough level of clout. <laughs> yeah, what are you implying? What am I implying? That you're a nobody. Ooh, <laughs> you didn't need to say it out loud. This, this is this is the moment that you use to motivate you, because everybody needs to. Everybody tries. Everybody that wants success is doing it just to prove one person wrong. Right. Like everything I do, I'm always trying to prove my old TV boss wrong, because she didn't believe in me. Okay. So now I'm that guy for you. Okay. I didn't agree to that. Actually, I do believe in you. Do you believe in me? I do. I oh, do. thanks, man. Wow, well, what the hell? Yeah, I was I was just trying to be funny. It's just kind of a weird Wednesday. Yeah, it's kind of just a weird, wacky, to wet. What day is it today? Wednesday? Wednesday, man. You have two days of vacation. You can't even remember what day it is. Listen, when I... I'm holding almost, down the fort for everybody. <laughs> I almost came into work yesterday because I didn't know what day it was. <laughs> I want to remind you that we're in the middle of the cameo challenge. Yeah, my bad. And uh, Evan is currently down... One nothing. All right, uh, Sam, who cost more? The guy who is the Manitowoc Minute dude. Oh, Charlie, Charlie Barron's my guy. Or last year's Miss Wisconsin, Alyssa Bohm. Oh, it's Charlie. Why, why such confidence? He's the man. But he's a man of the people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alyssa costs 20, Charlie costs 45. Let's go. Evan, you need to get this one or the game is over. And Sam wins. $5. Here we go, Nutsy. Okay. Who costs more? The guy who played Napoleon Dynamite? John Heater. Or Paul Rubens? You may know him as Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I can't do a Pee Wee. I used to be able to do a Pee Wee. I'm, I'm okay if you don't. Okay. Um, Did you just say, I just want to have this right, you used to be able to do a peewee. Impression. <laughs> yep, don't worry, it's already marked for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I've said a couple of things today that 
probably aren't great. Only been on the air for 15 minutes. We already got a couple. Hey, co- already uh, got a couple drops. Remember when Nutsy said he used to do peewee? <laughs> Oh, oh good, yeah, I didn't even tell times. you guys. This, one times. of the things I did do this weekend is I helped my dad uh, pull up our deck. I don't know what that means. I literally just like pulled up the boards on our explain deck. A, explain us who don't do work at home. How do you pull up a Depot. deck? How do you not just have a deck? Because like, all the boards were starting to break and rot, so we had to pull them out. Oh, we man. ripped it up. I met your dad. You did. That was a fun night. <laughs> Sam, have you heard that story? No. I'll tell you off air because I don't think <laughs> no, I know. I was bombed. <laughs> Pretty bad. It's at the bar by my house. Pretty bad. Wait, so has he, has he, has he, has he answered this cameo no. one yet? No, I'm stalling because I don't want to get it wrong. Pee Wee um, Herman. You know what? Why did you Pee Wee? Pee Wee Herman or John Hader? Pee Wee. You have to get this one right or you lose. Pee Wee. John Hader costs $199. Peewee cost two fifty. Ooh, back in it. Clutch. Sam, if you get this one right, because this is the final round, it is over. If you get it wrong, Evan has a chance to tie. All right. I was ready. I know you're a big uh, American Idol fan. Uh, Who isn't? Seacrest out. Who costs more? Chris Daughtry, oh, who I believe yeah. took fourth on the show. I was just about that to ask who was Chris rigged. Daughtry. That season was rigged. I remember that season. You don't know who Chris Daughtry is? No. I'm who... coming home to the place where I belong. Still don't know. Oh. Or do you know who Randy He's... Jackson is? Yeah, I know who Randy is. All right. He's Chris, one of the judges. Chris Daughtry is the bald dude who does, like, bro country. Yeah, it's not ringing a bell. Uh, no, that's Joe Zenzola. How are we looking? <laughs> Chris Daughtry or Randy Jackson, one of these guys you don't even know. Um, Well, Randy Jackson was referenced in the other uh, Step Brothers. And when you get mentioned in Step Brothers, you've reached legendary status. So I'm going to go with Randy. I wish I had a samurai sword signed by Randy Jackson. Who do you think it is, Evan? I think it's Chris Daughtry. Sam, final answer. I know you're. I know it's probably Chris, but I got to go with Randy. It is Sam. You've won five dollars. Yay! Two fifty. Do you want to do the final question just for nuts and giggles? Sure. How about this? Because you guys are both such good sports. I will do the tiebreaker question for you. And the winner of the tiebreaker question will get a bonus $2. Whoa! Where are you getting all this money? <laughs> right. Did you, uh, like, win the lottery over the weekend? My a good job. Oh, what? okay. <laughs> no, I've been winning these free FanDuel contests. Okay, all yeah, right. that sounds good to me. Uh, I want the more dramatic music, if you could. All right, give me one second. I literally just pulled up the other music for another mm, couple mm. seconds. Well, Evan, what do you call your grandparents, by the way? Grandma and Grandpa. Yeah, I feel like that's dying. Really? You uh, you think it's more like the Oma, Opa? Well, on one side we do Nana and Papa, and then the other side we do Nana and Papa. What was the weird um, couple Gigi names? Gigi and Bumpa. Yeah, apparently that's a thing. Mm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel great about that one either. All right, uh, I think, Evan, every week you send me 350 is your answer all the time. Roughly. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, that's going to be a little too high today. I just want to know from you guys, and whoever gets it closer will win the $2. You are can we, go over. Are we doing this via Facebook Messenger? If you could, I would appreciate that. I, I will. How much does former Badger Nigel Hayes cost? Great guy. Former Facebook Knicks me. legend. Yeah, former, former Lakers legend. legend. Former Knicks legend. Um... All right, my answer sent. The closest without going over. How much does <laughs> Nigel Hayes cost? Here we go, Nutsy. Remember, Sam Decker only cost 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay. Uh-oh. And so Evan thinks that Nigel Hayes cost $165. Sam thinks he cost $120. <laughs> 
Let me guess. It's like twenty-two. It's thirty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Sam has won seven dollars. I am two and zero. Oh. <laughs> doubling down. Frankly, frankly, I'm embarrassed. I might go to Los. I might go to Vegas and just throw all this on black. Yeah, go ahead. If you want, you can give me that seven dollars, and I'll put it on black on my Bavada account. Hey, man, don't tell me at the good time. Uh, I still can't do Bavada because I told him never let me come back, no matter how hard I beg. Do not ever let me come back. So just make another email account. <laughs> uh, I I have a little restraint left. Okay, but I've been very tempted to bet on. Uh, the, did you watch the German soccer game yesterday by chance? No. It was played at like a park. Oh, man. And then I was watching some Costa Rican soccer, and it was it was played on like an abandoned park. There's nothing. What Did you, did you watch anything last night? No. When I say that I've, I clocked out of sports of everything. There like, are no sports. Well, I mean, yeah, I know. But I, like, I didn't go on Twitter this weekend. I didn't. What? Which is surprising for me because yeah, I live on, on Twitter. It, like, crazy. The past couple weeks. That's pretty much like all I do is go on Twitter, but I needed that break. I sometimes forget I have a Twitter account. I'm I'm on it very rarely. You know, nobody at the fan follows Sam. I found that out today. Yeah. What? I follow you. Well, uh, we're uh, everybody except for, I'm talking like hosts and oh, What are you, producers. Sam? Two underscore Schmitz? Yeah. I have to change that. Do you have a Venmo? I do. What is it? I thought you Venmoed me uh, a couple weeks ago. I can't you? find you. Huh. Or did you cash at me? I'll send it to you later on. Oh, you want a little cash app action? You can do either one. I don't care. <laughs> cash app is what I use to cash out a Pavada. Straight cash, homie. They send me Bitcoin. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin's the way to look. So who who on the fan follows you, Sam? Uh, Joe. Not to air your dirty laundry, but. Joe, you. We put in a good day's work. Joe, you, Ryan, Evan, Dan. And so all the scrubs. That might be it. Excuse me? Ooh, come on, we're the scrubs. Oh, did I, did I not say you? No, he called me a scrub. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a scrub. Hey, we're all scrubs. Me, you, Horvat. See, but TLC Plucker. said I don't want no scrubs. Hey. Well, that's us. That kind of hurts. Bill Michaels don't follow you. He's got 20,000 followers. He don't follow you. Bill Michaels does follow me. No, not Sam. Oh. Yeah. What, interning for about a year and a half? <laughs> Leroy Butler, Packer Hall of Famer, soon to be NFL Hall of Famer. He does not. He you can't follow, follow Sam either. Double underscore Schmitz. Gary Ellison, who every time he opens up his Twitter, I assume it's by mistake. He can't follow you. I think he just learned my name last week, so give him some time. <laughs> who who that guy that used to wrestle that yeah. uh, that Toscany died? When guy? I uh, when I first started what on the did? fan, he called me. My nickname was Mike Glennon. I apparently had a long neck, uh, mm. but I took very offense to it because I uh, do not associate myself with any Chicago Bears players. See, how no one has nicknamed you Sam Smith yet is beyond me. Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer not to. Why do you think he looks like him? Well, just the names are close. Sam Schmidt, Sam Smith. Oh, good one. <laughs> wow. Uh, people call me Fart Stinkler. Yeah, and people call me Nutso the Flying Squirrel. <laughs> Nutsy. You know, I have a name kind of like that, too. Uh, my friends used to call me Effin' Goldfart. Oh. I mean, your last name is a nickname in itself. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't even know your real name. It's I've only told a few people. It's, uh, it's a very privileged thing to know. What was your uh, great-grandpa's, like, former football player? What was his name? His name was Pudge. William H. Pudge Heffelfinger. Uh, I can't do that. <laughs> Would you rather be Nutsy or Pudge? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to go... You got one minute to say which. Nutsy. Let me tell you quickly, my first day on the big show, I used to be a producer on that show, and uh, Rami, the great Rami Makhlouf, said, hey, uh, he gave me some really like tedious charter to do, and I go, oh, I'm not an intern. He goes, oh, then forget it. <laughs> and then Gary is like, hey, can you go to Starbucks and get me uh, flat white coffee? And I said, I'm not an intern. He goes, I don't care. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I got him a coffee. All right, Sam, appreciate it. Evan, appreciate it. We'll be back with you tomorrow for trivia. Bill Michaels up next, 10 to 2 on the fan. Follow Sam, double underscore Schmitz. Thank you. <laughs> All right, take care.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.